Well, hello. Welcome. Have you ever rested? I mean, really rested. I remember when my child was very small and I was grocery shopping. You know, I was making my way around the grocery store, but she was sound asleep. And as I approached the checkout, the woman behind me saw her sleeping and said, you know, God made them so beautiful when they're sleeping. So we don't kill them when they're awake. (laughs) There are times when kids, being kids, can really, really push a parent to the edge. And you just have to take a deep breath and remember the wonder of the world from a child's eyes. And they're trying to absorb it all and figure it all out and understand it and figure out where they fit in it. But my daughter was sleeping. She was resting without a doubt. And it didn't matter what I was doing. She was good. Welcome to Living Brightly with Elaine Cross. Today we are going to continue this series. This is the second in a series of eight podcasts explaining what it means to live brightly. Today we're going to look at the letter R. R stands for rest. We're going to dig deep into that and what the Word says, what God says about rest. And you might be a little surprised. Thanks for joining me. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We know that line. We actually talked about that under Believer. When you go through the whole creation story, We all know that everything got created in seven days. Now, we don't understand exactly what that seven days means, if it was a literal seven days or the a day is like a thousand years thing, and we're not going to get into that. But we are going to look at the seventh day. God rested. He completed his work, and he ceased from working, and he rested. He told Adam that his job was to tend the garden. In six days, he would work. And on the seventh, he would rest. He would cease from his work so that, hmm, no, there was no so that. Because, no, there was no because. There was just rest. Interesting. So what does it mean to rest? And why is resting so important that not only would God command it, but God would actually do it? just to show us how important it is. Resting is to cease activity. According to dictionary.com, rest is the refreshing quiet or repose of sleep. Did God say we should sleep for a day? I don't think so. The second definition is the refreshing ease or inactivity after exertion or labor. Relief or freedom, especially from anything that wearies, troubles, or disturbs. A period or interval of inactivity, repose, solitude, tranquility, mental or spiritual calm, cessation or absence of motion, stopping, a place that provides shelter or lodging for travelers, such as an inn, a piece or thing for something to rest upon, a supporting device to be at ease, to be still, to be quiet, to lie, to sit, to lean upon, to be unworked, to be based or founded, to belong, reside, to be present, dwell, or linger, 
to be fixed or directed on something as the eyes, like a gaze, to lay or place at rest or let depend on as on some ground of reliance. There's a lot to rest that God thought was so important that we should exercise it every seven days. Now, why would we have a seven-day week anyway if it wasn't for God's description in the creation process of a six-day work week and one day of rest? That day of rest was rest. Now, that came into being right at the creation. As soon as Adam was put in the garden and charged to tend the garden and to work the ground, to use the resources God provided and to push back against entropy, It was important that every six days, Adam would take a day of rest. So God made rest as a very important part of our relationship with him. When God tells us we have to do something, it is because it does not come naturally. Take honor your mother and father. It doesn't really come naturally because you know what? Johnny's mom and dad are cool. Johnny's mom and dad feed them macaroni and cheese. Johnny's mom and dad let them do fill in the blank. It's easy to recognize and honor the coolness of your friend's parents because your parents, well, they have rules and stuff. They make you clean your room. Funny thing is, when you go to Johnny's house, cleaning your room seems like no big deal because you can have macaroni and cheese. You remember, it's easier to honor others than it is to honor our parents. So God told us, this is something you should do. So if God told us we are to rest, does that mean people who sit around and do nothing all day are really godly? Well, there's a difference between rest and just plain laziness. Rest follows work. And a natural inclination for man, meaning humans, is to be lazy, to put off work or put off tasks that are not as appealing as tasks that are fun. So although you don't want to sit at your desk and work at your computer or talk to customers, sitting on your couch and playing video games is a whole lot more fun. The first is work, working at your computer, working to serve God's children, working to provide something productive for society. Playing video games is just plain laziness, wasting time. There are those people who do make games and do study games, but that's their work. I'm not talking about someone who works in the gaming industry, and there are plenty of people who do, and they provide an important service. God told us to work for six days and then rest on the seventh. And rest is not the same as being lazy. You know, when God first gave that command was to add up, but we think of it with respect to the Ten Commandments. Now, it was a long time between Adam and the Ten Commandments. It was over 2,000 years, almost 2,500 years between Adam and the Ten Commandments and the giving of Torah when God met Moses on the mountain after they had left Egypt. It was 400 years from the time that Abraham entered into the covenant with circumcision It was 400 years from the moment that Abraham uh, circumcised himself and Ishmael and the men of his home at that same time was when Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed and Lot and all of that took place. 
God first made the promise, and then it was another 40 years before God met him and said, you need to circumcise the men in your household, and so he did. Abraham circumcised himself, his son, and all the men of his household. Of course, when Isaac was born, he circumcised him. Basically, 2048 original time, not now not in the future. Almost 2,050 years after Adam, Abraham was given the covenant. It was another 400 years before they got the word of God. Moses got the word of God, the Torah, on the mountain after leaving Egypt. So the whole Exodus process had all taken place. Abraham was counted as righteous before there was even a law explaining the difference between what righteous was and what unrighteousness was. In fact, there had been thousands of years There had been Noah's flood and life was not necessarily easy, but people understood God and God's command to rest. Then when Moses got the Torah included in that was the Ten Commandments, along with all the other rules and regulations they had to live with. Again, it said, honor the Sabbath, kind of like it says, honor your parents, because it didn't come natural to them. So what made Abraham stand out from all the other people? Abraham had built an empire. There's no real other way to explain it in modern day terms. You might be able to compare it to a drug cartel or a small nation. He had an army of over 300 men. That's nothing to laugh at. He was extremely wealthy, but he was extremely hospitable. He had a tent and had an opening on all four sides of his tent because Abraham did not want to miss when a stranger went by, which is how he entertained the messengers from God who came to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, which is how he got the covenant anyway. They intentionally passed by his tent, and Abraham stopped from what he was doing. He ceased from working to be hospitable to these travelers. He even bartered with them to save the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, which eventually led to the salvation of his nephew Lot and two of Lot's daughters, who created nations of their own. Abraham was very hospitable because he knew rest was important. He honored rest. He honored the Sabbath, which is to cease from work. When you cease from work, according to the Ten Commandments, It's not just about you. It allows the land to rest. It allows your animals to rest. It allows your slaves to rest. Rest meant everything, everybody. And the Jews have turned this into a series of rules and laws that I I can't speak ill of because I don't understand all of it. But they prepared food, they gathered water, they did all the necessary preparations so that on the Sabbath, They could rest, including the slaves, because it would be the slaves that would go to the well and get the water. Remember, Abraham had a huge empire. He had people to do things like slaughter a cow and cook it, or a goat, or a ram, which is what he did when the messengers came. So if you cease from working, if you rest, if you truly rest, and you're not working, what are you doing? And why are you doing it? And why is it important to God that we rest? So we looked at the fact that rest is not just laziness. And then we looked at the fact that God gave us rules for resting, but there were more rules. Not only did God command that we honor the Sabbath, God created festivals, seven festivals, were the original seven in the Torah. Each one of those required that you stop working and what? Celebrate, fast, 
or go to temple. The festivals were focused on God and rest. When my daughter was sleeping in the shopping cart, as I'm making my way around the store, she wasn't worried about where dinner was coming from. She was resting. Children know how to rest. Rest, you cease from worrying. You cease from planning. You cease from preparing. You cease from all activity. And what do you do? You focus on the one who provides for you. For us, that's God. God created these festivals with an element of rest to remind the Israelites, to remind us how important rest is, not just to be lazy, but to refocus our eyes, our heart, our soul on the one who provides it all, the one who provides the gifts and the skills and the talents that we have, the one that provides the rain and the sun to make the crops grow the one who provides life itself, who knit you together in your mother's womb. The point of the Sabbath rest was to focus on God. Take time to read your Bible. Take time to celebrate and have time to be relational. One of the things that I love to do is have dinner with somebody else after Sunday service. Now, we don't do it a lot, and I wish that I did, But there's something about being with other people in church and then after church, that rest and that celebration of life and all the blessings that God has given us. I had a trip recently and on the way home, it was a very late flight. I call it a red eye because by nine o'clock, I'm usually sound asleep. Certainly by 10, I'm out. I was not going to arrive in my home airport until midnight, 1230 actually, a.m. And then, of course, I had to drive home another hour. So I wasn't going to be in bed until two in the morning. To me, that's a red eye. But the first flight started at 730. 730 doesn't seem very late unless you're two years old. God gave me this opportunity to see two two-year-olds with their respective mothers. Now, they weren't next to each other and they weren't exactly at the same time. As I was coming off the plane, there's a group of people obviously waiting to board. And in that group of people was a mother and a two-year-old son. And we've all had days like this. I've had days like this. And if you've had children, or if you will have children, I hope you don't have a day like this. I certainly had a day like this. It had been a long day. You'd been busy packing, getting ready, and then getting to the airport. Now you're sitting, waiting to get on the plane. And you planned this because 7.30, the kid's going to go to sleep and sleep on the plane. Bonus for everybody. Nobody wants to hear a crying kid on an airplane. But the kid's tired and the kid is waiting in a strange place. He's got his jammies on and he's not happy. And a not happy child is usually kind of noisy. And he was. And he was frustrated. And he didn't have the vocabulary. He did not have the words to explain what he was experiencing. He was crying and whining and wanting to get away from his mother. Only the mother knew that would be dangerous. So she's holding him and he's fighting against her. And her response was a little over the top because it was so unrealistic. She told him, this two-year-old boy, if he didn't settle down, he wasn't going to the beach. And as I walked by and I heard this exchange, I thought of times where I said ridiculous things like that to my children, because the reality was she was not going to load him up, put him back in his stroller, wheel him out to the car and take him home and put him to bed. She was going to wait there, whether he screamed and fussed or not. She was going to put him on that plane and they were going to the beach. But she just 
wanted to settle him down. So she used threats, empty threats, really, because I'm sure the next day he was on the beach because they were going to arrive late that night. We were on a layover. So we got off that flight at about 7.45 in the evening. Our next flight was due to fly out at 8.50. So by the time we walked down the airport, got to the next terminal and settled in, it was only about 20 minutes before our flight was due to board and take off. And I noticed another two-year-old and another mother. And this mother and this two-year-old were having similar issues. The child was not happy. She was kind of excited to be in the airport and wanted to walk around. But again, the mother decided that probably wasn't the smartest thing for her to go on her own. (laughs) This mother did not hardly say a thing. She held her daughter's hand and walked a little bit, not very far, walked a little bit back and around in a little circle back to their seat where the stroller was. She sat down with the daughter, and while she sat down with the daughter, the husband got out a little iPad with a movie on it, and she put headphones on her daughter's head, and the dad put the the video in front, and she saw it, and she smiled for a minute, and then she ripped the headphones off her head, was basically telling them, that's not what I want. This is is not going to meet my needs. The father played with the tablet because he realized the video wasn't playing. There was a picture there, but it wasn't playing. And the mother just gently put the headphones back on the daughter's head. And she clapped for a minute and then she ripped the headphones off and they did that two more times. Well, while she finally started to watch the video, the mom got out a pack. You know, they have those little foil packages with the little spout on them so they can just squeeze the applesauce or whatever it is inside of it. And as soon as the girls saw it, she picked her up, set her in her lap and gave it to her. I'm sure they were saying something to her, but I was only across the aisle and I could hear nothing. Almost everything these parents did was action and it was slow. It was gentle. They were trying to entertain her, trying to make her feel comfortable, allowed her to walk around a little bit, got her a little snack. And it was a relatively pleasant exchange. They rode on the same plane I rode on. I never heard a peep from that child. She probably settled right in and fell asleep, and that was that. I'm not sure how the flight went for the other people that were waiting to get onto our plane when we first landed, where the first mother was. God's example to Adam when he rested, when he ceased from his work and rested, was our example. And then as much as God tried to have a personal relationship with us, he tried to meet with the Israelites The Israelites said, we don't want to hear from him. Let God talk to you, Moses, and you tell us what he said. So God laid out clear direction in Torah with the Ten Commandments and the holidays, the festivals, the high holidays, how to build the temple, how to worship him. And in that included honor the Sabbath. Remember to rest. Do you ever rest? Do you ever cease from your working? The problem with adults is we get tied up in solving our own problems and figuring things out, which yes, there are a lot of things we have to solve. There's a lot of things we have to figure out. We have work to do, but when we rest, we recognize that God is ultimately in charge and we are his children and God does not threaten us with empty threats. And he doesn't hold us down so we don't run around the airport. He walks with us, even though he knows we're going to walk around this mountain one more time, and I'm going to bring you back over here, and we're going to try and let you rest and and watch this little video, or I want you to just get something to eat because you're a little hangry, right? (laughs) 
When we rest, we connect with God and we tell God, I believe in you, I believe your word, and I trust you. That little girl in the airport believed her parents were going to take care of her, they were going to keep her safe, they were going to provide for her, and they were going to take her where they were going. They weren't going to leave her behind, they weren't going to shut her out. They were there and they were present, and she could rest in that. She could lean into that. She could trust that. Religion threatens. Religion confines. Religion works out of fear and oppression, more like the first mother with the son. And the son knew he needed to stay with mom, but it sure wasn't comfortable. He sure wasn't happy, and he sure didn't want to rest. He was keeping one eye open and his mouth open. God calls us to rest. God loves you. And building a deep relationship, a solid foundation on who God is for you and who God can be in your life requires that you rest in him. So to live brightly, rest is vital. This is the second in a series. The first was B for believer. And today was R for rest. If you don't rest in God, you're working too hard. Rest, a requirement for living brightly. I'm Elaine Cross. Thank you for joining me. Till next time.